how is that innocent now? I went to I went to Asa and I saw someone that, that had a shirt that just said "Don't bully me, or I'll come." I was like, "Oh, what are you doing? We've strayed so far from the Lord's light." <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we should get started. Get yeah. a peacemaker, huh? Uh, some I, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna leave that in as the intro. What are we doing? We've strayed so far from the Lord's light. That's <laughs> an excellent intro. So hi, welcome to Binge Buddies. We're your host, uh, Binge Buddies. No wrong time to rock. We're your host, always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Matt Queen Bee Zombie Dog Dykes. I, I was really I, hoping for more quacks, but <laughs> that would have been amazing. Just carry over. <laughs> oh, that, oh, damn it! I meant I meant to just had... drop those in randomly throughout the episode, and I completely forgot about that. Uh, that was Living a joke that I uh, I missed, messed up. <clears throat> well, thanks, Matt. Anyhow, we have Joel, Mr. Mixy Piddlick, do it. Mixy Piddlick. Mixy Piddlick. Mixy Try to spell that. M I X. Wrong. Nope. M I C K. M I T Z. Wrong. Damn it. M I Z. Wrong. M Y. Wrong. Oh, there. Oh, okay. It's M X Y Z P T L K. Oh, fuck off with that. There's no. There's no. You've got the S. M X Y Z S P T L K. That's not what Wikipedia says. I mean, there's different spellings of it. I took mine off of the DC website, so. I'm at DC fan base. DCFandom.com. No S. DC. And there was an S. Is there a damn it? What are you doing? Get it together, DCFandom.com. You know what? Alex Hush Arona. <laughs> oh man. That's a good that's a good villain, man. We need more of him. <laughs> I, I, Alex, Alex, it was a hidden message. But it's also his nickname this week. It just really worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hush movie? Right? Yes. Although honestly, with what they quiet. did with with uh, with the most recent Batman, Hush would actually work really well in that world. Um, oh I, yeah, I would take I would take two Robert Pattinsons. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Or just hire one of those other actors who looks a shitload like Robert Pattinson because there's a whole bunch of them. There's a couple, um, yeah, yeah. There, there could be a really good movie there. Hush, Hush should get his own movie because it would be awesome. Anyhow, um, yeah, episode seven, Peacemaker. We're, we're here penultimate episode we're almost done with peacemaker which is a bit of a bummer uh, it went by really fast and also took forever because we took a month and a half off um i gotta say i i i'm usually a little nervous going into penultimate episodes uh lost kind of trained me to be like this is gonna be everything and the next episode's gonna suck uh game of thrones did the same thing uh so usually there's a lot of weight put into the second to last episode i don't think we have that problem here i think most of the important stuff does actually happen next week i think it's a very huge episode i think there's a lot of great stuff in it but i I think it very very smartly avoids that like second to last episode curse which is kind of a thing i've been noticing more and more in shows not just as we've been doing it for binge buddies but just kind of shows i've been watching in general so you're saying you 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 think you think that like uh, the la- the not the not the last episode, but like the second last episode does everything, and then the last episode it doesn't have a whole lot of places to go. Yeah, the, it's usually like the second last episode is essentially the finale and has to pull double weight of being the finale and setting up for just a little bit more of a finale in the next episode, so the next episode can just sit there and just twiddle its thumbs and prepare for the next season. Okay, 
it, it kind of drives me nuts. Game of Thrones was the worst at it. Like, just the absolute worst. The, the last episode of almost every season is just like, next season on. And <laughs> it, it just get frustrating as hell. Um, and I was kind of worried about that going into this because it's, you know, it's still Warner Brothers, so at least Warner Brothers adjacent. Um, and I knew they really wanted a season two, so I was kind of nervous going into this that this was essentially, like, I thought for sure they're at least going to find the cow in this episode. Like, at least see it. And we don't even get that far. Nope. Uh, I, I think this is a another episode in the best way possible. Yeah. We, we did a glimpse of the cow at the end. We do, but the characters know. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, I, w- I really wouldn't call it a cow either, personally. But, you know, we'll, we'll save that for the end. Um, I got a well, real, go- I got a weird bug it's... thing, and this is all gross. Well, it's got um, what do you call them? Teats. Yeah, it does. Let's, let's let's save it to the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyhow, so let's let's start with the. Uh, it seems to be a theme on binge buddies of the absolute worst dads ever. Uh, we might have a new front runner, which is tough to say when you've had a show with Jenna, <laughs> Jonah Jameson on it. Um, I mean, might I think we do. I, I I thought that since episode freaking one. I mean, I guess yeah. He is a he is a racist murdering fuckhead, uh, who got his boys to do boy fights to uh, entertain his neighbors, and then uh, when one boy killed the other boy, screamed at him for being a moron and murdering his brother. Yeah, he's he's pretty fucking awful. Yeah, it's all your fault. All your fault. You it's killed my fault. The adult idiot. who arranged this. It's your fault. Yeah. The child for getting a bit too carried away, which is what children do all the time. Yeah. And my notes read like this. This is so beyond sad. This is the worst dad ever. I'm so bummed out. Hey, intro time! Wee! <laughs> <laughs> this might be my favorite, like, smash cut out of a moment into the intro for the entire show, because it's just... One of the heaviest moments the show's ever had. The, do you really want to? Do you really want to taste it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, that thing just cheers you up. I think. Yeah. Which is what you need after seeing that. You're like, oh man, this is a bummer. Oh yeah. Hey, this dance sequence always makes me happy. So, what do we think's worse, though? The fact that um, he tried to say that it's Peacemaker's fault that he killed his brother, or the hair. <laughs> the mullets? Yeah. The power mullets. They're not even power mullets. It's like... Ugh. They're they're sad mullets for sad people. Yeah. Who <laughs> are forced to fight their brothers against the will. Um, God, just that scene of, like, he's doing the worm. It's just like, oh, fuck. This is just so... Yeah. This is so fucking hard to watch. Yeah, um, was, yeah, it was a little painful. So yeah, I'm going with the the murder is sadder than the haircuts, Matt. Uh, <laughs> not All to be right. controversial with my opinion. Um, I personally def- think the haircuts were sadder. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I am like vigilante. Maybe. <laughs> there we go. We um, got you there. We got what, you there. What's your favorite color? Is it teal? Shit. Fuck! It's teal. <laughs> no, it's red actually. Okay. There you go. Well, there you go. Um, so now Peacemaker's kind of spiraling a little bit, and he uh, he's going to go kill that fucking cow. He's tired of the people not paying attention to him. He's tired of them not giving him the right information. 
Uh, he feels his trust has been completely shattered by Adebayo. Um, he, he is just in bad shape. Uh, he's getting called out for the journal that he, or the diary that he didn't have. He's like, if I had a diary, it'd be called a journal. Um, I fucking love that conversation. Him must. Do I look like somebody who'd have a diary? Kind of. When I first met you, no. But after getting to know you, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's gonna leave. They're gonna go kill the cow and, uh, Economos agrees to go with against his better judgment. But the reason I bring all of this sequence up is because there is something that I absolutely love, and that's watching Eagly walk out the door. I don't know why it cracks me up every time, <laughs> yeah. but the way he waddles out of the door, Eagly, come on! Do, 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 do. <laughs> and also, like, he he has to, like, Economos has to, like, deal with him in the back seat, and he's like, yeah. like, oh, make sure you agree. Oh, I close the door after him. <laughs> and he just, like, gives, like, pecky. Is it. That bit where he starts pecking his ass, or is that is it later on? That's later when he has to escape from the all the the horrible people, ah. and he's like jumping into the car. And Eagly's trying to get in after him, and he's taking too long. So Eagly lets him know he's taking too long. <laughs> he just kind of at this point, it becomes like an accepted member of the team, which he should be. It's Eagly. I mean, he's yeah. He doesn't fuck around. No. Yeah. Anyhow, so after uh, they go out to fight the uh, go out to find the cow. Uh, we get a scene between Adebayo and Harcourt, and uh, Harcourt's uh, Harcourt's not happy with Adebayo. She, she's a little mad at the uh, whole betrayal thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's like a there is like an unwritten rule that you kind of when you're a mercenary that you have to you have to be able to work with people and trust each other over anybody else. And I think that that's what. At a bio doesn't understand is that like you know when you're in the trenches you have to trust the person behind you or else you know you always have to look over your back too much and then you know then you're paranoid yeah, yeah. and like the the argument they have is fantastic like the like both actors just sell the shit out of it um but that line of like the oh that's an interesting rule so no life matters except for the people on this team yes <laughs> yeah I love, I love the like, immediate Yes! That is literally, yes! <laughs> that is, that's the whole thing we're doing here. Uh, I think that, well, I mean, it just shows that, like, Adebayo doesn't know what it's like. Like, she's not a, she's not a spy. So no. being part of the super secret spy team is all new to her. And even, like, finding all these gray rules that are just there and, you know, unspoken rules. And no one's ever taught her that stuff. So she's just like, I don't know. I did what I was told. And it's like, no, you're supposed to be on our side. I, I'm not sure I think that she has changed her mind on it, to, to be honest. They, they kind of stop it on an abrupt point there. And, and it, it's one of those things where I think the circumstances forces them to keep working to, together. But I don't think anything's resolved between those two. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, and even where the rest of the show goes, like when she, like when the, the buttercops show up to like try to take out Mern. She pulls a gun on her instantly, and Adebayo is just like, I know you're mad at me, but Jesus. And it's like, <laughs> like they know there's still a problem there. And now that's exactly what Joel said. Circumstances mean you have to keep working together. But yeah. I, I actually, I'm trying to think of like the, throughout the entire show, like, I mean, there's only one episode left. I don't think this ever gets fully resolved. Um, I think that's okay. I think that works. Not everything gets wrapped up like in a neat little bow. No, and I like that because it's a, it's a series, so you know it's it's okay to leave things open, like especially when we're getting a season two because it's you know it's stuff that can come back to, um, yeah. 
But also, like, we don't need everything wrapped up in a nice little bow. It, it does my head in when, when you find, like, a, a series or a film that, that does that. It's like, I like... I like things to be a bit more like real life, where not everything has a nice happy conclusion. Like, yeah, that, they're a motley crew. I mean, that—that's yeah. the whole point: is that they're a yeah. group of sort of rejects or second-tier people that are trying to come together and solve this problem. So, uh, I think if they were monolithic, it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we also got to get a uh, in this episode jumping ahead a little bit. We get Judo Master back. Like, he, he's up and about. <laughs> this I is no getting rid of this guy. Just, where he fucks up those two assholes and steals their car as well. <laughs> I just, he's just minding something his about his business. Ki-yay! That just, every time I hear it, it just brings me joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that he, he's been shot in the chest, uh, kidnapped, held against his will, and the first thing he does when he gets up and about is he goes by, goes and buys more flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, he knows what he likes, and he just wants to be left alone. That's like that's what it seems like. He's supposed to do his job and be left alone, and then everyone just keeps bugging him. Oh yeah, have flaming hot Cheetos become a thing again? Oh I've, for sure, I've seen They're a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, They're all over my office. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And actually, it's becoming a thing. Maybe it's just in L.A. You guys can let me know since none of you are in L.A. Um, it's becoming like a over like the old wives tale sort of like headache cure. Like a thing at like my office is like, oh, you have a headache? Go eat some Flaming Hot Cheetos. It goes away. Uh, no. Yeah, it's no, not been a thing out here. But yeah, that's like a running joke. All I'm saying like, is give it a shot. It's actually worked for me. There's something to it. Psychosomatic. They give go into it, they like go into really shot. hot like flaming hot Cheetos and like She Hulk as well. There's a lot of like yeah, they're, people they're are talking about it. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> people are talking about it. It's happening at the water cooler. Do, you do need you know water because they're hot. You get it? Get it? Get it? Do you know what general it is? What's that? No one? Some sort of um, deal or something. Oh yeah, like... <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that where people you know like people try to makeshift their own meals and and cooking. For people who don't really know how to cook, a lot of hot Cheeto crusts when people are frying stuff. Which, like, oh, yeah. I'd try that. Yeah, for headaches, right? Anyhow, let's keep going back to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a uh, now. Now we're in the uh, we're in the RV, and they're gonna go find the cow and take out the cow. And they're they're getting revved up. They're listening to their music, their tunes. Economos is like, are you being a little nonchalant about this? Um, and we get that. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay. No, I know where we are. Okay, gotcha. What is, I was like, did we <laughs> did we gloss over the dad coming back? No, okay. The dad coming back. What I miss? Uh, Peacemaker's dad attacking. Oh no 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 no. We're we're walking right up to that sequence. Um, but yeah, and then in. In this moment, we have some. It was in all the trailers that always made me smile, and then I'm like, "Oh, I guess it's not in the show." Until we finally got here, and that's dancing eagerly. He's dancing in the music. <laughs> yep, <laughs> look at him go. Uh, and like clearly, vigilante is still you know vigilante. He he doesn't how he how does he say it? he doesn't feel emotions like a normal person. So he's just you know ready to go. Uh, Peacemaker is clearly dealing with some shit in the worst way possible, and uh, instead of getting a chance to you know deal with it in a nice way, uh, all that shit just comes crashing into his RV. Literally. Literally smacks right into it. And uh, it's time time to fight your dad. I do like how when Vigilante goes out, he has the grenade, and he literally just throws it two feet in front of him, and then gets himself blown up as well. (laughs) 
He sure does. Uh, <laughs> but he also delivers that amazing line that we named our entire show after of uh, No Wrong Time to Rock. Uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. Don't they say and that then motherfuckers he... else? No Wrong Time to Rock, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he blows up. But this yeah. is actually, we kind of mentioned it last week, and the show will never shine more of a light on this. At least I don't think it does. I could be wrong if I'm misremembering last week. He blows up from a grenade, and he's, after he takes a little nap, totally fine. Oh, yeah. Second I wind. think he might have some of his healing powers that he has from the comics. Maybe. I don't yeah, I, I don't so. know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they shine more of a light on it, but he does have regenerative powers in the comics, and he does survive a fucking grenade going off. And it's not like he's wearing That's the true. White Dragon costume where it's all, like, fucking Iron Man. Like, he gets shredded. Yeah, like, He looks he down, he's bleeding, he's got ripped through his clothes like he he should be in trouble i guess between that and the uh the torture in the earlier episode that would make sense yeah maybe that's why he couldn't actually cut his toe off or maybe his uh torture shit wasn't sharp enough yeah Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't maintain his torture shit (laughs) yeah although can we we just start calling uh white dragon racist iron man now because i think that's (laughs) that's pretty good Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, that's what he is too. I mean, he even has like the fucking like the blaster thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's literally just racist Iron Man. <laughs> um, and that, now this is the now we're at back at the convenience store where Juno Master kicks the shit out of those guys. And I just I love that the worker is even like, mm-hmm. good job, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worker's like he just gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Um, one of them looked like somebody I went to high school with that I didn't like very much, so I was kind of happy to see him get his ass kicked. Um, awesome. I won't name him here, because that would probably be a bad idea. Anyhow. Nope. Well, you could name him. We'll just bleep it out. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm just not, it, it'd be too tempting to leave it in. Anyhow, moving on. Um, so now Juno Master is going to head back to the hotel, I'm guessing. Uh, and also, no, because I've watched the show. And uh, we go back to... Uh, Adebayo and Harcourt, who are outside Mern's room, and uh, fuck, man, the the Buttercops show up real fast. Like yeah. they are there, and they are they are ready to fucking go. Um, and, and this entire sequence gets really intercutty in in a way that I enjoy, of like jumping between them and then the fight back with uh, racist Iron Man. Sorry, um, <laughs> it, it's a it's a really well done sequence. Of both sequences are incredibly tense and. In both sequences, our uh, our heroes are seemingly very outgunned. Yeah, this this show has always done a great job of making it seem like there are states to things that you know that the heroes can actually lose, or at least since they aren't overtly super powered superheroes, there's a, a groundedness to it that makes it feel like there are states. Yeah, yeah, because we have like. We have Peacemaker and Economos running through the forest trying to get away from racist Iron Man. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I like it. Um, <laughs> and then you have uh, Vigilante, who's essentially kind of dead in a car. And then you have all of the Buttercops over at the hotel. Like, our, our, the characters are in some deep shit. Yeah. And you can see, like, they, I like that you can see them start working through it. Whereas, like, Adebayo and Harcourt, their only option is to essentially hide because they're so insanely outnumbered. Whereas Peacemaker and... Uh, Economos, you know, they, they they hit up a raccoon for help. Um, I do like that bit though, where the uh, where Vigilante steals the car, and he just cuts to the the two guys with the KKK 
uh, mass scenes is like one of them just goes, you left your keys in the car. <laughs> and the other one's like, what? I was rushing. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel very like Venture Brothers, uh, like henchman-esque moment. I know exactly what you're thinking of. You're thinking of the bit where the guy, where they're shooting the guns, and the guy throws it and he goes, "What'd you do that for? How about bullets? You know, <laughs> go get it." <laughs> you're, you're dead on. <laughs> it looked cool. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> All roads lead back to Venture Brothers. I mean, they—that's re- how this show started. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. Um, I mean, they all should re- uh, lead back to Venture Brothers. It's awesome. It really is. I, I rewatched the episode last night of the. Here's something, Rodney killed a baby once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for saving me from a wee little baby. <laughs> thank you, Rodney. <laughs> I thought it was a werewolf. So, uh, this is the. Uh, oh man, we should do a podcast on Venture Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it again. I'd absolutely do it again. <laughs> I'd actually, I would totally do it again. I fucking love that show. Revisited. Um, <laughs> Yeah, now with Matt from the get-go. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I, I just I love the idea that Peacemaker's like, oh fuck, my dad's tracking me through my helmets. I better tie a helmet to a raccoon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a logic to it. There is, yeah. Because like, then... like the, the you know the sense that number one it'd be pulling away randomly where the the helmet's at, and number two, once they found them, he could probably fucked some people up pretty quick oh yeah yeah i also just like how, but I also how, how messed the... up he is like he's just clawed up to shit yeah that's what yeah. I was and since you don't see it happen it's just so good of like he just turns like you see the raccoon go by with the helm attached to the tail and then you see peacemaker's face and it's like Ooh, <laughs> that didn't go well <laughs> i love it all, and it's like fucking raccoons are hardcore man yeah. and you just have economists who go wasn't exactly inconsistent with what i imagined would happen if a man just walked up and grabbed a wild raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a great little moment in this show. Um, and as you're really having a great time laughing at stupid Peacemaker and his cut up face, fucking Mern gets destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I've grown to like Mern, and then watching him get shot a whole bunch and then squished kind of sucked. Squish and then thrown down onto the uh, floor as well. Yep. And it's like, I love, I think it's such a sweet moment where um, Harcourt picks him up and he sort of like reaches his hand out and she just sort of like touches a finger to his hand and then, and then he sort of like dies. I think it's it's really quite a sweet moment that. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get it, over the fact that it was a bug. It made me uncomfortable. I was like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, this emotional moment is not hitting for me just because I think bugs are gross. Oh, it's still totally worked for me. Um, and I, I fully agree with Alex. And bugs are gross. But this one worked oh, for yeah, me. Oh, yeah. Bugs are gross. I hate them. Yep. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, my note for that thing, like when the cops were all leaving before they go in and find uh, Dead Mern, uh, was they are really lucky that no one walked around that corner because they're not that far away from them. Uh, but I love that you have this incredibly, at least to you know, two of the people in the show, incredibly heartfelt moment of uh, of Harcourt saying goodbye to Bug Mern and Judo Masters back. Like, <laughs> ding dong, bitches! <laughs> it's like, yeah, ding dong, ah. bitches. <laughs> Dramatic moment cut. <laughs> and that's kind of where I felt. Uh, I had mentioned last episode how uh, some of these people, I, I, the way they humanize them doesn't feel like 
they are super villains or superheroes and you need a little bit more like I just feel like yeah sometimes they cut them a little bit short just to make it an even match and this was one of them where judo masters seemed so prolific as this like incredible fighter and just really putting up a good fight with everybody and then all of a sudden like these two people you know at a bio and hardcore can like take him he has a hole in his chest yeah okay i guess yeah i guess that makes sense i I just i was like i don't know if they could take him to be fair hardcore does sort of like distract him by making him beat her up to the point where he's totally distracted and focused on her and then um adebayo comes up and uses the taser on him so rope a dope dumb shit yeah, yeah. It's, it's not was... like they they took him on one on one or you know two on one and actually beat him. It was more it was more tactical. It was a tactical uh, victory rather than a sort of like a almost like a brute force victory. There was a moment in that in that sequence where you know he's just you know tenderizing her face, um, where she kind of has that like bloody smile, like she's like, yeah. "Oh, you're falling <laughs> yeah. for it. This is working." That I had a just a briefest glimpse of like. Oh, you'd be a really good Flashpoint Martha Joker. Like, I think you could pull it off. There is sort of. I actually think she's a really good actor. Like, I think like she's really won me over in this in this series. Like, I didn't, I didn't dislike her in the Suicide Squad, but she just didn't have as much to do. Um, Whereas in this movie, I think she's just crushing it, and I think she could pull that off really well. It'd be fun. There is sort of a wickedness to like smiling while you're having your face shoved into itself you know it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. at first i thought it was like delirium and then i was like oh this is becoming a little disturbing yeah <laughs> yeah but then we find out why. i like that when in in films because i always think it's like when um i think the the scariest thing someone can do when they're getting beaten up is just smile at the person i think that's like you know i'd, I'd like to think if i was ever getting beaten up i'd just smile at the person just freak them out a little bit to to maybe get him to stop. I mean, ever since Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, when he's just getting pummeled in that interrogation room, and he's just like, there's nothing you can do with all those muscles. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck, that's, that's effective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where am I at? I, I'm looking for my notes. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, damn, Harcourt holds on for a while. And then, ouchies. That's where I was. Uh, so now we're uh, we're back in the woods with Peacemaker and Economos and Vigilante's had his little nap, so now he's back up and at it. And he picks them up and they're running away. And my God, the look on Vigilante's face when he's like, he's tracking us through the helmets and that, oh shit, I may have a ton of helmets in the car face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might need them. <laughs> I thought they were expensive. <laughs> yeah. And it's he goes, so he goes to pee, and then... <laughs> so why are your pants all the way down? Why are your <laughs> pants all the way down? I can't, I can't touch and I can't pee if something's touching my butt. <laughs> it's a very specific problem. But also, I'm not surprised by it. Like, really, yeah. nothing surprises me at this moment. No. Yeah. Also, if yeah. you have a young boy, that's totally happened at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> You mean every time I take him to a public restroom? Yep, all yep. over it. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing. And he's essentially a child, so this still tracks. This still works. Yep. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, because they had all the helmets, uh, Dragon definitely comes back. 
or sorry, racist Iron Man definitely comes back. <laughs> and now we uh we get like a legit moment now, right? Like th- this is our uh, this is our actual showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, you got um Economos taking out the uh the rest of the the KKK people with Oh, the that's T-90. right. Yeah. Um, but it's it's when, it's basically when um, racist Iron Man injures Eagly, where Peacemaker oh, yeah. actually it's that sort of thing that like you know it gives him that extra boost of, of adrenaline that gets him up and free. But you also have that amazing moment, like it's a throwback to I think the third episode I want to say. Um, oh yeah, yeah, with the gaps in the armor. Thing. Yeah, gaps in the armor. Vigilante yeah. just gets on, stabs him right away. Gaps in the armor, man. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, which just shows, like, he might be a child and a complete idiot, but when it comes to murdering people, this guy's good at what he does. Yeah. He took one look at that armor and he went, I know how to take him down. There's gaps in the armor. This would be easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he remembered exactly where it was, and he was right where he needed to be right at the right time. I don't want to have to fight Vigilante, because it will be a very short fight, and I will be dead at the end of it. Yes. I want <laughs> Vigilante to be my best friend. Yep. No. Same here. I no. want to be best friends. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Do you remember his talk earlier about how he just murders people, and if you shoot the wrong person every now and then, I mean, that happens. Bummer. Go on with your life. Like, Yeah, but he's never going to murder you because you're his best friend. Exactly. Yeah, you're covered. Unless he does by accident, and no, then no, he's still just he'll, fine with it. He'll take a bit more care because yeah. you're his best friend. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff for Peacemaker. He never accidentally shoots Peacemaker. I think you guys are real wishful thinking on this one. But, you know, good luck. Is, I'll leave you with good luck. Um, but we do have the, the you know, million dollars worth of therapy that a lot of people would like where uh, Peacemaker shoots his dad right in the face. Uh, Which I totally, I was I was expecting that, like, you know, the, the it's very common that, you know, you want your character to have a little bit more, like a lot of shows will have their character have that moment of, uh, you know, uh, they change their ways, and it's like, no, this is you need to solve the problem and get, you know, this is your closure. And I thought that was like and, a really skillful way to like show that is like I'm getting closure, motherfucker. And there is an argument: this is him changing his ways. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, because you know his way before was to just kind of go on, go along with whatever his dad said, but. Now he's kind of like, mm, no, I need to stop him. I need to kill him. Yeah, he he suffered his father this entire time, and I, I don't think it was him trying to bring him toward the light. It was more him trying to build a relationship with his father because he didn't have that parental figure throughout his entire life. Uh, mm. And this is definitely closing the chapter because his father even does the whole, like, you know, I'm, I'll be haunting you even after I'm dead if you tell me, and like you're not gonna tell me. And that was sort of part of the abrupt part of it is that he just went and shot him midway through that conversation. You know, because yeah. his dad's probably right that it's gonna be like a specter haunting him <laughs> to some oh, degree. For sure. You know, but but him having the the will to finally shoot him, it was his like last straw moment. And I think also part of it you find out later like he feels real guilty about eagerly getting hurt, and that they, you know it's like. You know now, Peacemaker in a, in a in another weird way has a son, and he's like, "No, you hit my son. Now, now you die." Mm-hmm. Well, he also has friends too. Like he he knows like he and Economos might be you know horrible to each other, or more so. Peacemaker's horrible to Economos, and Economos takes it. Um, but he's still in Peacemaker's way considers him friendly, and he still is definitely friends with Vigilante, and he's still fucking with those people too. Like he 
he knows he can't let him stay alive and have everyone that he cares about be safe. Yeah, I haven't heard him call him Diebeard in a while. So yeah, um, so yeah, it's an incredibly heavy moment. I think they they sell it really well. It, it's one of those things where it's like, fuck, man, that's that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just another thing. Like I'm just taking a brief aside from the actual show. Another reason why I love James Gunn, like he can do these incredibly ridiculous Looney Tunes esque things and still have them have incredibly heavy, heartfelt moments. It's something that, like a lot of other directors out there who people say do it, and I'm just like, eh, it didn't land for me. And with James Gunn, it does almost every time. Like, guys, he's a hell of a filmmaker. Yeah, it's a difficult. It's it's a difficult balancing act, really, to to balance the tone to make it so it doesn't really feel like two different things that don't work together so you know like I said, it's very difficult to pull off and he's pulled it off throughout this series i think oh yeah really well yeah because we have this incredibly sad incredibly harsh moment immediately followed by it's a weird time to do your face exercises yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good um so now we're we're going to the the veterinarian clinic where they're taking care of Eagly and Vigilante wants to murder all of the vets. Yeah, <laughs> seen his face, and then they have to mention part of his like job. So now he definitely has to murder them because he knows about their secret identity. <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's I, like, I, I, uh, I right, we gotta tape the... him up. But do we have a good kind of tape? I don't want to put it on their skin. It's gonna hurt. It's like who cares? Yeah, but, but we can't use duct tape. That'll hurt their skin when they try to pull it off. You're so you're cool. compassionate about tape, but not brutally murdering people. Yes. The answer yes. is yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the long pause and like you can see his eyes sort of like go up as well as it's like, you know, basically like he's thinking about it and it's like, yes. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, 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 that tracks. I get, you know, I agree with him though. It's like, well, it, it's either like, let's just kill them. But if, you know, the reason why I want to kill them is that because it's only going to get more complicated if we don't, including now I got to care about their skin. <laughs> Well, I think it's more so just like the, if they're dead, they're dead. Yeah. Right? Who cares about their skin? But if they're going to stay alive, well, then we should at least take care of them. Like, you don't want to be a dick if they're going to keep Make comfortable. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's not a dick thing uh, to kill them. Uh, and I got to say, I'm so happy that Eagly is fine. Like, there's something mm-hmm. about... Something about, like, killing the pets. I'm just never a huge fan of. And Eagly survives and gives him a hug. And Adebayo gets to see the hug. And it makes her go, like, oh, I've been wrong about everything. Like, that's her, like... That's her turning point, which is just great. All of it just works really, really well, and it, it just it just makes me happy. Yeah, I do like that where she's on the phone to um, her wife as well, and she's like, "I just saw an eagle hug a man." Yeah, her wife's like, "What is happening? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Is that is that code or something?" And no, I love that peacemaker like, got a selfie this time too because he didn't get it last time because oh yeah, but he's just like. Just like yeah. <laughs> And she oh, took a picture, too, so now she has evidence. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So uh, we're, we're pretty much uh, at the end of this episode. They, they, need to, you know, they need their new boss, which everyone agrees should be Harcourt. Um, and everyone agrees to go with, including the vets they tried to murder. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. That really- <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they got it's a like, shotgun ready to go. It's like, what? Uh, Peacemaker is so on point at that moment, like the "We are too." Fuck yeah! I think you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. 
And then, uh, yeah, we get our slow motion walk out of the building, and we get to see the quote-unquote cow. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a real big cow. It's also not a cow. It's a giant bug. It's more of a, it's more of a giant larva with goose spearing out of it's teats. Teats. points. I teats, sure. It's gross. It's a big gross thing. Yep. Yeah. Looks fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah of course it does. CGI on point. Yep. Yeah, James Gunn uh, with DC seems to really enjoy throwing things in faces and having kaiju monsters, which I, I'm actually kind of cool with. It has uh, that one tooth. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the little baby tooth thing. Of course it does. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I was just thinking, man, Slither, another movie of James Gunn's where aliens go diving into people's faces. That is a thing for James Gunn. Um, Great film. That is a good movie. It's a really, really good movie. Uh, but we're done with this episode. I, I think we should move into favorite moments. Uh, I went first last week. Let's go in uh, reverse order. Who went last last week? Was it Matt? Mm-hmm. Me. All right, Matt, you're up. And we go in there and we kick ass like Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> they get slaughtered at the end of that film. Bro, there's a freeze frame and we hear a bunch of bullets. That doesn't mean they died. <laughs> yes, it does. I don't think so. I think they jumped over those bullets right after that freeze frame. Well, it's an exceedingly optimistic interpretation. Both things are equally possible. No, they're not. <laughs> well, whichever one you believe says a lot about your character. Yeah, about how insane you are. Economist, I love this back and forth thing we've got going. It's not as like deep as like what Peacemaker and I have, but it's fucking cool. <laughs> if he wasn't such a goddamn murderer, you'd sell me on wanting to have a best friend vigilante, but no. I'm still convinced I get murdered at some point. That's such a good such a good sequence. Um Joel. There is no time to rock, motherfucker. Now is. <laughs> this is the wrong time to rock. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> all right, Alex. Uh, raccoons are hardcore, man. <laughs> just like it's such a like a, a good like a real like a stark realization to him. It's like day and night. It's like I had no idea. It's like well, well I feel like you should have had an idea. And he's so oh. fucked up. <laughs> that's the thing is, it's like you don't tatters. need to see what happened because you can just like I think your imagination makes it funnier than it, they could ever make it because everyone's going to think of something slightly different or wildly different as to what that raccoon actually did, as well. And also, but he still pulled it off. And also shows like he, that like doesn't matter how superhero you are, you're going to get fucked up by a raccoon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. My moment is, uh, it's in the veterinary clinic, and it's the, uh, we have someone else to lead us. And the economist jumps in with, me? No. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Adebayo sells that so well. Just like, no. God, no. Never. No. There's a lot of great stuff in in that vets thing, though. It's like, you know, you've got... um... The bit where Vigilant is, uh, says, what other choice do we have besides killing this veterinarian, this nurse, and this male nurse? You can just say two nurses, man. If I say, if I just say nurse, I think people would imagine it as a woman. He, he's just such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who wakes up every day and just decides to be a nurse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> All right. So we we've done it. I, I think it's time to move into plugs really quick. Uh, but be sure to tune in next week when we we cover the finale of this show. And I just I have to mention it now because I fucking love the title of next week's episode of <laughs> "It's Cower Never." Um, <laughs> seriously, the episode the titles, titles have been so good. But yeah, They're like so this good. one, stop dragging my heart around. <laughs> They're real solid. I'm on IMDb right now, and the photo for this episode is that moment where Vigilante's like trying to comfort Peacemaker after he shot his dad by leaning over while being as physically far away as possible, but still trying to touch his shoulder, just like the, yeah. <laughs> almost there, <laughs> like there, there. Oh, it's so good. Um, all right, let's do a quick round of plugs for this show and every other show on the ATH Network. Be sure to check out ATHpod.com, uh, where we have this show. We now have Joel's uh, show of Afterthoughts. And we have uh, Demon Days, a live-action, a live role-playing D&D game. And it's uh, all good shit, so be sure to check it out. Uh, I'll let Joel do an actual plug for that, though. Joel, what's up? Yeah, so Afterthoughts podcast is a show between me and my wife where we catch up on literature, books, movies, and the light we are now in the midst of fahrenheit 451 i had to think about that for a second uh but yeah so far so good i'm enjoying it um i want to go ahead and plug extra life uh so myself and alex are part of a podcast called super gg radio we do a fundraiser every year where we do a 24-hour streaming marathon but we are fundraising up till that date so if you go to extra life search super gg radio and friends you should be able to find our page and please consider donating all sounds good uh alex you got anything else to plug uh just the fact that our, our all the funds go to the children's miracle network uh you can find us on twitter at super gg radio twitch.tv slash super gg radio and uh everything else on the socials cool matt what you plugging Nothing, because you'll just shit all over it like you did last time. <laughs> I still feel bad about last week. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's better to know these things before it's all locked in, to be fair. It's like when I got one of my tattoos done and I was showing someone it, and uh, they said, uh, you know, that looks like it says nude, right? I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> just go with, yeah, I know, it does. That was the point. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be Klingon. <laughs> I got inspiration from this mouth pad I found. <laughs> <laughs> they're creepy as fuck <laughs> um, alright well then uh, look forward to all that stuff that Matt just plugged uh... <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, we'll see you guys next week with uh, It's Cower Never and uh, I'm so excited And oh you know what F- no I'm not going to I was going to plug our next show I'll wait till next week I'll do it next week um, but, but we have our, our next thing that we're going to binge all set and i'm excited for it but i'll tell you next week just wait i i can can i um give them a hint no sure joel says no i say yes why don't you give him half a hint okay i'll give him half a hint (laughs) there we go oh man i know exactly what it is (laughs) beautiful it's because i already knew anyhow bye. bye